This Japanese Grand Prix Betting Picks edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code CFBX. BX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. Sì, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. It is, of course, the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He, as always, is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez. Cody, we were not careful, and we got what we asked for last week in Singapore, a race in which Max Verstappen did not win, and might I say, Cody, looked a whole lot more human than he's looked in the past this weekend. I, I think he would love to leave Singapore and uh, and I think Red Bull in general just wants to leave Singapore behind. Not a good track for him. Yeah, it just, wow. I mean, they, they were kind of out the whole weekend, right? It, it started early in the week, and man, yeah. The Red Bull looked human. Max looked human. Something we haven't seen in a long time, but we, we call, you called it specifically on the show last week, right? With the, with the bet you gave out about, you know, any, taking the field versus Max, and it paid off, and we knew it had to come to an end eventually, right? Um, we'll, we'll see how long that end lasts, right? And we'll talk about that today because it might not last very long. But it, it was good to see, right? It was good to the the streak was great. Setting the record was awesome, uh, but it was good to see a, a nice solid race out of some other teams and and for them to struggle a little and just have to face that adversity because it's not something they've gotten very used to. Obviously, Red Bull had won every single uh, Grand Prix this year, so. Uh, it was it was it was a nice little change of pace. The racing we've had in F one these last couple of weeks has been outstanding. The last gosh three or four races now, even though Max won a few of those, still like the the battles we had throughout the field. You saw it at the Italian Grand Prix with Ferrari holding them off for a long time, and Max having to work for it. and And there's just been really good battles, really good storylines. Even this past weekend, like we got the the drama at the end, right of mercedes pits and, and gets tires and i'm thinking to myself ferrari did it again they how they fucked it up i get this was their chance and it yet it worked out and obviously lando maybe playing a little defense for his buddy there and uh yeah just i mean the whole it was it was great it was so much fun to watch all the strategy that goes into these races is is absolutely incredible and yeah we, we've been treated to a, a lot of good racing here in f1 recently um and, and yeah it was it was an okay week for bets, right? We hit a few things. You got your your big one there, and uh, you know missed out on my one twenty five to one only because Stroll didn't race. Otherwise, I'm sure it would have cashed. But uh, oh well, shit happens. <laughs> well, and you know Max said it himself throughout the entire week that he didn't like Singapore. It was not his favorite track. Did not necessarily care for it. So, uh, it, and it definitely showed. But like you said, I mean there were some other teams out there that were actually putting their best foot forward and, and looked really strong out there and and thought for a second that we would have a lot more uh cash out of this than we did so uh, unfortunately we'll talk about it here in a second but um yeah i mean it was a, it was a just a great day overall 
and it makes you it makes you see what this sport could be like if everybody was on similar playing fields. Uh, you know, a lot like NASCAR, where the parity is a lot more than F one. You know, if if we started to see these teams catch up to Red Bull rather than Red Bull have a bad week and that's that's where right. you know it's at, right? So yeah, and, and you know that's how that's how all racing goes. NASCAR has been through those swings too. We had two years ago, we had one driver win nine races and. Jimmy Johnson won five championships in a row. It like, you know, so in NASCAR, it happens too. It, it happens across all levels of motorsport. But yeah, it'd be nice, obviously, as, as we start trending towards next year, if some teams continue to make gains and, and Red Bull doesn't look like the Red Bull we've seen this year for a little while. Hey, and this was the this was a race that they could have locked up the Constructors Championship right there. Yeah. And, and again, with oh, tell me there's the a line, chance, Ron. Uh, <laughs> Okay, well, not, I was but. about to say, I don't know if there's a chance, but most certainly didn't get locked up last week. So they're going to look to do that this week uh, in Japan uh, at the Suzuka circuit. So uh, we'll see. I mean, again, it's it's we're, we'll lay out that race in particular. But yeah, definitely. I, I was happy with the way last week went. And just overall, I mean, through practice, through all of it, it was a very entertaining track, uh, to say the least. So had a lot of fun with it. Tell you what, why don't we? go back and look at that race uh, in a second. But let's tell you first about DraftKings. We're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away an instant winner. All DraftKings is not stopping there. They're not. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every day this September, every game day this September. Love, love, love this line that I found earlier. Christian McCaffrey on Thursday Night Football. He, you get him to rush for 125 yards. This is at plus 550 over on DraftKings. Go hammer that before people start betting it down uh, to where it's not as good a value as it would be. So alternate rushing yards, 125, Christian McCaffrey, plus 550. Thank me on Thursday night when that's when cashes. Uh, football is more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now. Sign up with code SGP. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code SGP. Crown yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Hate buying tickets. Hate it with every fiber of my being. I sometimes don't know if I'm going to be able to go to my favorite concert, my favorite sporting event, whatever it is I'm trying to buy tickets for until the last minute, the day before, sometimes the day of, because that's the nature of the beast when it comes to my schedule. So I always get gouged. I don't even know if I'm going to find tickets that I like. Those days are gone. Game time has made it possible for me to buy tickets whenever I want, whenever I feel like, even on the day of the event. And what's more, they're going to make it easier for me because they're going to give me great deals on those last minute ticket deals. They're going to give me flash deals, flash sales to make my purchase, my ticket purchasing experience that much better. Plus, they're going to give me a picture of the seat that I'm going to be sitting later that night in some cases. So, you too can get in on the ease and stop stressing about all of the buying uh, that you're going to have to do and just focus on the event that you're going to be seeing. Forget about planning a month in advance. Just get in on it. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so we were in Singapore last week. Uh, and like you said, Max Verstappen finally was human, finally came down to uh, to earth. Carlos Sainz comes away with the win. Lando Norris right afterwards for McLaren, just a bang-up job for Lando. Lewis comes in third, uh, and then Shaw Leclerc and Max Verstappen. I mean, listen, after a rough week, still comes in fifth, I suppose, after starting 11th. Eh, that's pretty good for him, but... I mean, it was a struggling 11th. Yeah, I, quietly he got there at the end, up, up to 7th, but or up to 5th, rather, but he wasn't running. Uh, I mean, he was never 5th during the race, other than, obviously, at the very end. But, yeah, it was, boy, it was something to see for sure. <laughs> it really was. Uh, it, like I said, it was a lot of fun. Like you said, it was a lot of fun. So uh, let's go over the bets that we had for this race. 
uh, as quickly as possible because a lot of these were, were just frustrating overall. Yeah, well, and, I mean, started off frustrating, right? Had Oscar Piastri top six at plus 125. Ugh, Rod, he finished in seventh. Oh, so close. Unfortunately, did not cash this one. Piastri, by the way, signed a deal today um, as we record this on Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday anyways. Uh, he signed a deal with McLaren to stay through 2026. So they've already loved what they've seen from him, which why wouldn't they? He's had a hell of a first season. Um, and so, yeah, they decided to, to up him big time. And uh, he'll, he'll be around for a while, uh, at least contract wise with McLaren. Uh, and then I had Stroll top six at 10 to one. Obviously, uh, Lance Stroll was that. I think it was practice crashed, right? That uh, he was injured in. And uh, unfortunately, they withdrew from the race, did not compete. So uh, hopefully that bet was voided for you. I don't know how they score that as far as since he never started the race. But uh, hopefully you got your money back on that one. Yeah, that was frustrating. And and really, you, you hate it for Stroll because obviously Aston Martin's been fast. Uh, unfortunately, this race, not really that much, though. His teammate, uh, Fernando Alonso, last car running in yeah, this Yeah, he had some issue. Yeah. Uh, oh, the pit stop was like, it was like a 50-second pit stop, which is obviously, <laughs> when they're normally three seconds, that's a long pit stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, we'll get to another pit stop that screwed one of my drivers as well later on in this. But uh, yeah, definitely tough days for him. Tough day, too, for Esteban Ocon. Oh, my God, Cody. This was cashing all day long. I had Alpine as a double points finish at plus 400. I mean, there was points where one, if not both, were just outside. But by the by and large, I mean, Pierre Gasly ends up finishing six in this race. Ocon was inside the top 10, and then he blew up. And, boy, the grief in his radio transmission was the grief in my living room when he blew up i was like no very similar no it was not fun so yes ocon blows up he ends up uh finishing what not even he doesn't finish so he's not even classified but he started eighth was running around the top 10 for a better part of that day i mean he only needed 20 more laps cody uh, one of these ones that that should have cashed. It was the right bet to make again. That's why one of the reasons we go through this, right? It was had the right thought process on the right track. Unfortunately, it didn't cash. Uh, I feel like I got gypped out of this one, but I had uh, total classified drivers over 17 inclusive at plus 162. Well, when one driver doesn't even start the race, he withdraws before the race that that drops you down. Unfortunately, we ended with 16. So this one did not cash. I also had tossed out the no safety car at four to one. That was kind of a long shot just to just in case things went clean. Things did not go clean. I think we had multiple safety cars and uh yeah, I think I don't think we've ever gotten through a race uh in Singapore without a car or without a safety car, I think they said. Yep. So that's again, it was a long record. shot. We were just kind of was trying to play the uh, you know, we haven't had as many this season. It's been a cleaner season. Ugh, didn't work out. I, I still feel like the classified bet was the right one to make. If Stroll is in the race maybe we end up hitting the 17 but unfortunately did not cash either of these you know what's funny is that so we were doing well with that one until Ocon ended up blowing up right on lap 42 i don't even remember half the time the valtteri botas is out on the field in in competing like i know he's oh, in the alfa romeo man, but like yeah I, yeah I don't remember. And, I, and George Russell I was really back. is what killed this one. George Russell on that last yeah. lap was the one that. Yeah. Killed well, uh, well, he's still classified though because it was the last lap. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, yeah. Um, but yeah, but Bottas was the last because DNF still, as long as they complete, I think it's ninety. God, I can't remember. It's like ninety-five percent of the race, I think. Then they're classified. Um, but yeah, so he was classified. Bottas was not. I man, I was looking at all the past history and stuff, and I'm like, how can I get Bottas in here? Like he's been really good, and I'm like. I'm looking at what he's done this year, and I'm like, I cannot find a way to bet on him. So I forgot he's it's on just, the track. I mean, yeah, you, like you said, you kind of just forget he's out there. Like, you don't hear from him much. It's just, uh, yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, he was was that last not classified car that that screwed us out of that one. Yeah, Joe Guanyu's the one that normally uh, eats up all the air in the Alfa Romeo camp. So, uh, poor Botas. Anyways, uh, my next bet was. A pit stop no. away from cashing. Another heartbreaker. So close. So yeah, we're just one spot off on most of these bets. Yeah, I had Leclerc as a podium finisher at plus three hundred. 
Dude, I don't know. And again, the frustration in his radio broadcast was a frustration in my living room as well. He wanted to know what happened in that pit stop where he sat there for the better part of six years. He was there for so damn long. And I was like, oh my God, you guys, this is ridiculous. I think it was, was it five seconds stationary for Leclerc in that one? Yeah, I believe it was it five was, seconds. It was a while. Yeah, it was a long time. And yeah. obviously enough to just screw him out of the podium finish. Mm. Ugh. Just sucked because he it was sucked. he he started third. He was running, I think he was even running second at points in that race. As far as what yeah was for going a while on. you had yeah signs and, and Leclerc were the top two, and then yeah I don't unfortunately even talk about it that uh, that screwed <laughs> this one. So another good bet that just missed by one spot. Uh, rough circumstances. I had Checo Perez and Lando Norris to both finish on the podium at plus four seventy. I had tossed on on top of the Lando podium because I really liked the Lando podium. Uh, I would not have guessed that it would be Checo. That would be the one that side that didn't cash that one. Didn't cash, but the Lando podium by itself at plus 240 did cash. Um, so that was my my one hit on the weekend. Uh, unfortunately, it was all I got, but also it tossed out Perez to win. I said this was a week that somebody else besides Max was going to win. I didn't pick the right driver. Luckily, Rod, you did. Hey, and I said just to cover your ass on everything because trying to pick the one that was going to do it was not necessarily uh, all that easy to do. So I just gave you the field. I said I, I chickened out. Well, guess what? At three to one, that's not really chickening out so much. Uh, it's tripling your money. Yeah, exactly. This was a great call by you. This was the week to do it. Uh, I don't think this will be the week to do it, and we'll talk about that as as we get into to breaking down this weekend's Grand Prix. But uh, fastest lap again. This continues to be a bet that that is hitting each week. You just got to get the right driver. It was Lewis Hamilton this week, so again, Max doesn't do it. Um, I had tossed out signs at twenty to one. He did not get it, unfortunately, despite the fact that he won the race. Should have took him out right, I guess, instead. But that's okay. I think fastest lap is still still better than giving the actual outrights uh, as far as having a better chance to hit these guys uh, on those bets. So gave out Stroll one hundred twenty five to one. Obviously, didn't race, so didn't have the fastest lap. <laughs> no, no, but you know, again, that the thing, the fast laps, you never know too, and that's why it's almost. And we talk about it in it is, it's yeah, it's it's so hard to even handicap. I mean, it's we're literally just throw for the most part throwing darts at the board as far as who's going to get the fast the fast lap because there's so many things, and we've seen it right where Max just decides late. Oh, he's got a big enough lead, so he does it, or Piastri bumps into Hamilton and, and needs a wing replaced. And so, oh, let's, there's two laps left. Let's throw on some tires and go for it here. Or or there's a big enough gap between eighth and ninth and ninth place to, or, you know, an eighth place decides, well, we can go lay it down and get an extra point. Like, it's so hard to handicap that, that it's, I mean, if you hit one, you're lucky. And we've gotten lucky, right? We hit, we hit Alonzo earlier. And there was some, we figured Alonzo would be good at that track. And so there's some that goes into it, but, Overall, it's more of a dart throw on these, but I think this is the right place to throw your darts because it's so much easier to hit a fastest lap than hit the guy that wins the race As or, we saw. <laughs> or hit anyone else that wins the race. I mean, Max obviously wins most of them, right? And it'll probably continue for the most part. So, so I took the winning margin in this one instead of picking it outright, and I took the winning margin under... 12 and a half. This was not juiced all that much at minus 105. The winning margin in this one was eight tenths of a second between Carlos Sign and Lando Norris. Close. Yeah, very close. Very, a lot closer than what we're used to. But even if Max would have won, I still don't think that this winning margin would have been over 12 seconds. This track does not lend itself to a very, very large lead, as we saw uh, Man, all race long. You were a bad pit stop and a blown motor away from sweeping it with. Three plus three hundred or more pets this weekend, Rod. I I'm heartbroken. Dude. I'm heartbroken. Like this, this is the. I told you, I I screamed as loud as Norris. I not Norris, as loud as Ocon, and as loud as Leclerc on on you know my my couch. No one heard me, but I still screamed that that loud. <laughs> it was it was frustrating, yeah, but so close. But we reload and we do it again. We're going to Japan. We're going right. to be yeah. able to make That's this uh, work for us. Back to back to back GPS here. I think we got a week off after this one, but uh, oops. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad glad we don't have to wait another week in between the last one and this one. Going going to Japan this weekend. Going to Japan. Let's go to Japan. But 
Let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy first. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going 5 for 5 It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. There's a total of $2 million in prizes all season long. There's $100,000 in prizes this week. 10 k is going to 10 people this very week. There's a new sweepstakes every week of the NFL season, so if you if you miss out on this one, don't worry. There'll be another 10K up for grabs next week. 10 lucky people. I've already seen the picture of the 10 people that have woken up this morning $10,000 richer. I want to be one of those. You should want to be one of those. Get in on the action over there on Underdog Fantasy. This week's higher or lower is Tyree Kill receiving yards Set at 91 and a half. Go higher, go lower. Cody, I think we already talked about this in the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Your vote is for the... Oh, yeah. We're definitely going higher. Yeah, definitely going higher than 91 and a half. Especially because I just blew like $600 worth of fab on him in my guillotine league. He's going to carry me to the championship, I hope. He better. Uh, well, look, even if you're wrong, it's all right. You still got a chance to win the 10K. It's, it's all right. You don't have to get this right. Just bet on that one or just uh, put your, your money down on this one higher or lower. So watch along, make a picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with the Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which pigs have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use promo code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. We go to the Suzuka Circuit, the Suzuka International Racing Course, if we're getting proper, uh, in Japan for this race, for this Grand Prix. It is just over 3.6 miles 5.8 5.8 kilometers for those of you who care. Uh, and it is about a 191-mile race that we are doing. 307.471 kilometers to be exact. 53 laps around this track that was opened in 1980. Well, not open, but the first Grand Prix was in 1987. And Cody, this one looks like if you were to throw a rubber band down and it just collapses on itself. That's all there is to it. I, I can't come up with a better comparison to that. Yeah, no argument here. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, there's like, a, you know, the one side is like a handle. You know, it's got like the finger grips on there, but the rest of it's so fucked up. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, and <laughs> not just that, but it goes under. Yeah, yeah, it goes under and over itself. You got the you got the bridge in there, and yep, yeah, I love it. It's yeah. beautiful. It, it is, is a beautiful course, really. This is. is a great, great course. You got a couple of big, big speed <laughs> sectors, which. Uh, Sorry to tell you, that's good for Red Bull. <laughs> but only one DRS zone, which means True, which that's is not as good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not as good for Red Bull. Right. And that DRS zone is not a very big one at all between uh, turns 15 and 16. It's it's at, uh, the straightaway between 18 and, and back to the start finish line and, and turn one is much bigger than the DRS zone itself. So, I mean, there's going to be some straight line, some overtakes there, I'm sure. Uh, between 14 and 15 is another one. The, the sector between uh, the end of sector two and the beginning of sector three is right in the middle of that. So there will be some speed. And like you said, that's good for Red Bull, but um, they won't have the opportunity to use too much DRS because that turn 16 is a sharp right-hander uh, right back into another sharp left-hander uh, into turn 17. So yeah. this is a technical part of that course that that we may see, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people getting into some scraps. Yeah, absolutely. Another important thing to know too is uh, the first race back here was last year after uh, the pandemic, so there was no no Grand Prix here in twenty one, no Grand Prix here in twenty. So 
I mean, looking back at 2019, you're getting pretty far back and a lot of a lot of different names and faces, places to uh, stuff. So hard to look much past last year as far as uh, recent track history. So for myself, at least, I know I'm leaning a lot on uh, a couple of narratives for sure. And uh, and what have you done for me lately? And and that's really all you can do at this point. The driver turnover between 2019 and, and now is, I mean, you'll you'll yeah. hear it. Yeah. Three, three quarters of the field is different <laughs> and, exactly. and different rides. And, and yeah, so it's hard to. And in, in, once you start going back that far, like you just look at Lewis dominating and like it's, you know, and that's when he did dominate. Anymore. Right. And that's right. the thing. That's when yeah. he was dominating. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it's it's not much to look back on, at least now. Nah, but we will do our best to handicap this race for you, as we always do. So, Cody, let's say we start rolling out some bets. Yeah. First up for me, I am going to go to the young Liam Lawson. I feel like we have not talked about this kid enough. Uh, obviously, Daniel Ricardo gets his injury. Liam steps in. He's at three Grand Prix now. Rod, in those three Grand Prix, he jumped in the Dutch Grand Prix, and that was the weekend that that uh, Danny got hurt, right? So he just kind of jumps in last second, finishes 13th place in that Alpha Tori, comes back for the Italian Grand Prix, two spots better, finishes in 11th. Last week at Singapore, he finishes two spots better in ninth. That was a points finish. And if uh, you believe in trends, we've been talking about this a lot this week on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. And in this case, I do believe in in trends. Uh, If you can find an exact finish of seventh, I think you should probably lay that because 13, 11, 9, if you see the pattern, he's going to finish seventh this week. But that is inside the points. I think that Liam Lawson finishes inside the points again at plus 240. Three races in for this this kid, right? And, And look what he's done. I mean, the 13th and 11th, which is one spot out of the points, and then a ninth, which is inside the points. Like, so he's right there, at least around the points. He's gotten a little bit better each time. We're going to another uh, another chance for him to, to continue to improve on that. Everything you've seen out of him has been impressive, um, especially with the way that car specifically struggled early in the season, right? Obviously, they took uh, – who they take out of the ride? I can't even remember who they took out of the ride now. Uh, who was in that ride? It's <laughs> been so long. I don't even remember at this point. Again, we're not professional F1 guy. I mean, we are, but it's been whatever. Anyways, yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter because he sucked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's but, why he's not You there know, anymore. Ricardo comes in and Ricardo was having some okay runs, right? And, and now Liam Lawson, like, again, we haven't talked about him enough because he's been really performing well. You're still getting him at plus 240. He just finished in the points last week. Again, the what have you done for me lately? He's got the positive momentum. This is his chance to show off, right? Daniel Ricardo. Might be is probably coming back the next race, right? We got a week off after this. There was some talk, maybe even be coming back this week. I think they decided to wait, get that extra week in there for him. This might be Liam's last chance to show off what he's got, show off his stuff, right? Um, so, so why not have another good run, finishing the points again? I think he can do it. Plus two forty. I mean, listen, we saw some pretty crazy stuff. We saw Haas like really do well for most of this race uh it was was it hulkenberg was uh, or i'm sorry not this race but uh last last race magnuson actually finishes inside the points and boy tell me the last time we saw a haas team finish inside the points right so um yeah, they've really started <laughs> nick devries by the way that's who that's uh, who it was yeah yeah yeah. that's who you replaced <laughs> yep i was about to look on that too but I his just, his name you know i mean it's about as memorable as his finishes were <laughs> yeah no but i mean listen and that's not it's not far-fetched i i, I do think you're on to something i think lawson is a a good story and and i think he's holding his own in equipment that you know we didn't see nick devries hold his own in that equipment so uh i definitely like that as well uh all right i'm going to turn my attention to qualifying which actually so listen if you are keeping up and i know most of you guys do uh the the first practice is going to be Thursday evening, late into Thursday evening. Uh, it's not necessarily that early morning, especially here on, on the West Coast. It's going to be about 7 o'clock on Thursday evening. So for those of you uh, on the East Coast, it's it's actually a later night. So practice one and then practice two, kind of back-to-back this, on each other. This is one of those really weird races where it's, uh, for me, it's a midnight start on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh, so boy, do you stay my... up or do you just, you know, do <laughs> it like do you me? get? do you get, I don't know what I'm. I'll do my best. I'll do my best to stay up, I suppose. Maybe I'll try and take one of those late naps, you know, on Saturday <laughs> evening. Uh, we'll see if I make it through the race or not. This I may watch it'll a be late recorded night Saturday. Sure. Yeah, I may, I may watch a late night Saturday. Oh, that's perfect for you. Nine that's o'clock. Like 10 o'clock? Yeah, nine o'clock? Yeah, oh, let's go. That's, 
Oh, that's beautiful. That's just like a, a late football game. Right. It is. It's well. It's a very late football game. It'd be well, like very late. It'd be still. like a Pac-12 game at night. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. There it's. you go. Yeah. It's like watching USC. It's no big deal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> USC, get out of here. Uh, all right. So Fresno State, whatever. Yeah. There you go, baby. <laughs> Two and zero. Oh. Uh, Wait. It's too bad. College football's over for the year. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right for you, not me, baby. Not me, baby. Army came off a hey, good win too. Husker uh, won a game finally, so it's cool. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, so I'm gonna, like I said, turn my attention to qualifying, uh, which happens late Saturday or late, uh, early Sunday, early early Saturday rather. I don't know, whatever. Look it up. Uh, I'm looking at the bet right now, and the thing about this, this, uh, they give you DraftKings gives you the whatever blank blank without right. It just feels like they keep adding more and more teams. <laughs> To it's the like without three or, quarters of the field. I swear to God. Now. So look, qualifying <laughs> the qualifying winner without Mercedes, Red Bull, Aston Martin, now McLaren and Ferrari. All you have left is Alpine, Williams, Haas, Alphatari, and Alpha. It's half the field. Yeah, I, it's it's ridiculous. You just have to beat the bottom half of the field, basically. It, and that's and that's really what I'm counting on Alpine to do. I'm putting my faith in Alpine again. They were so strong. Gasly and Ocon were so strong and. Just to be kind of rooted out the way they were, it was tough. So look at qualifying last week, right? Sainz was on the pole. Russell was in second. Leclerc was in third. Lando, Lewis. Like Kevin Magnuson was in the Haas, and that was that was an outlier. I don't ever think Kevin Magnuson's going to get back in the top six. Um, then there was Aston Martin. Then it was Esteban Ocon for, for Alpine. So if I'm throwing Haas out, and look, I know that Haas has put together some good qualifying efforts, but I think this was the first time that ha- uh, that Magnussen was top six, I think, this season. I don't think he qualified at that high this season. It's so. been a rough season for Haas. It really has. Um, much, much like their NASCAR program. <laughs> well, sh- yeah, Stuart Haas. Um, but yeah, so again, if you look at that and, and take out the, the Haas, it would be Esteban Ocon. That was the the highest qualifier. Yeah, in fact, like I said, Magnuson, his best qualifying effort was fourth place before that in Miami, but his average start this season was fifteen point three. So there's no way I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, get him to do that. But you look at Esteban Ocon uh, this season for him. Again, it's been a rough season all along as far as finishing, but uh, he's able he's been able to start eighth place at Marina Bay. He started sixth in Montreal, sixth in Spain, third at Monte Carlo, eighth at Miami, sixth at Jeddah, ninth at Bahrain. He's been starting inside of the points at the very least. Now there was a stretch there between Silverstone and uh, and Monza that uh, that was some pretty bad starts. But again, I think he's got it. I think he's able to 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 be one of those guys that can be up at the front. Uh, when it comes to qualifying. And if we're taking out, like we said, half of the field, then I'm going to go ahead and think that either Esteban Ocon or, uh, you remember Alpine has two drivers, so Pierre Gasly, who's actually had a, a little bit of a eh, up and down starting, rather that, but 12th last week, 17th, 12th, 12th, 15th, 10th, 9th, 7th, 5th. So he's got some top 10 starts as well and just outside of the top 10, so... Um, again, like I said, if you're taking out half the field, the best of the rest, I still think is Alpine. I think they're going to show it this week in qualifying. Yeah, I, I like it. No, no arguments here. And again, yeah, you take out the top five teams. They just had to beat the other. And so you're only beating four other teams, right? The bottom four teams on the, on the barrel. So, uh, I do like that for Alpine, especially at almost two to one. I think that's, you're getting really good odds for, I mean, really they should be the next best team, right? Uh, maybe, as far as qualifying goes, you've got Haas up there because they've they've had some efforts. But uh, next up for me, winning margin. Gonna flip your your one from last week and go back over ten seconds. This is minus one twenty over on DraftKings. Look, Max Verstappen lost last week. Max Verstappen looked like dog shit last week. Max Verstappen is gonna be pissed off. Max Verstappen is gonna be a man on a mission. Max Verstappen won this race by twenty seven seconds last year. Max Verstappen is going to win this race by more than 10 seconds this year. That's it. Or this, yeah, that, and that's it. I mean, that's the whole entire case is, is pissed off Max Verstappen. Watch the fuck out because he's, he's going to put the series on notice this week and say, look, we might've been bad last week at at Singapore. We're not bad at all. And we're good. And and he's just going to obliterate this field. I think this is like one of those things where if you get an alternate total on, on a football game, you know, you take the you take the team to win by thirty. Like 
if you could get Max to win this by 30 or 35 seconds in an alternate line, like you probably just take it because I think Max is, is wants to make a statement that that last week was just kind of a fluke. And uh, yeah, so winning margin over on DraftKings over 10 seconds minus 120. This is an absolute hammer for me. Yeah, I mean, for for Max Verstappen, you got to figure that, and you heard it all. The frustration was just mounting all day long, all day long. And in fact, I think he knew. I think he knew right from the get go that this was not going to be one. So his team, I mean, I don't want to be his team in a situation like that where you're just you're like, I know Max, I know what are we going to do? I can't can't put a rocket ship under you every single week. You got to deal with this. Got to make do, right? Yeah, and I mean, you you plug in you plug in a bad result like that into a robot like this, and like he's going to just turn that into robot fuel and rocket fuel, and he's going to make you pay for it. Like I, I, I last week you could see the scenario where he doesn't win, where they struggle. It kind of set up that way at that track, that that circuit in particular, and everything. This week, uh, especially when he won this race by twenty seven seconds last year, like it, it's. Everything sets up for Max to just obliterate everyone this weekend. I concur. Uh, so and yeah, we've seen it. So it, it should. And by be- the way, he's minus three thirty three to win this race. Like it's not like because they lost one race, you're getting him at plus money or at minus one twenty to win. It's still a ridiculous price you're paying. So yeah, just don't don't sweat it and and take this. Indeed. Uh, all right, my next bet, I'm going to go back to Alpine. Can you tell who I like this week? I, I'm, I'm on Alpine uh, a little more again this week because I, I think last week was just, it was frustrating, and it was it was to the point where they were good, and they were good enough. It just, again, just blew up at the end. They're one of those teams that they cash enough bet. Like, we've, we've made a decent amount. Alpine's probably been one of our prof- most profitable teams this season. Like, they hit enough bets for you, but they have enough weeks in there where things are going good but then something happens like the motor like last week and so it keeps their numbers juicy every week and so you you just got to keep going back because they should have had it last week right and and they've excuse me done it for you in the past and like you got to keep going back to that well you do indeed so um all right so i'm going to go back to alpine i'm going to go back to ocon in particular i'm going to take his top six odds this plus 1200 it's 12 to 1 and I looked at this number and I thought, man, there's no way I really should think about giving this out at 12 to 1. It seems like kind of a stretch. But look, last year he did it in this Alpine team. Uh, he started fifth and finished fourth in this Alpine car for, uh, for the team. So it's crazy because it's not like he can't do it. He's a talented enough driver to be able to finish inside the top six. In fact, we talk about going backwards in the Racing Point Force India F1 team that no longer exists, that was formerly the Sahara Force uh, India F1 team, <laughs> with with Esteban Ocon and Sergio Perez, mind you, um, he finished ninth and sixth place in this. So he's got two finishes inside the top six within the last uh, three races that he's been in, and one ninth place finish. One of them, that that fourth place, was Alpine. Two of them was with a team that doesn't even exist anymore, with teammates that are off and running around in Red Bull equipment right now. So, um, again, I think Esteban Ocon is a talented enough driver to do it. Now, granted, the the hard part is is that he's only finished inside of the top six once this season, and that was in, uh, in Monte Carlo. So, I mean, but he's been close, right? In Spa, he was eighth. In Montreal, he was eighth. In, uh, in Catalonia, he was eighth. So he's had so many. Miami, he was ninth. Jeddah, he was eighth. So many close calls for top six finishes for Esteban Ocon. I think last week he showed enough, like I said, to, to get there. But he's also got six DNFs. So, you know, it, it's been tough for his whole team. But I think this is a week where they can get back on the snide. We saw Pierre Gasly uh, last week get his top six finish. So I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very much rooting for Ocon to get it this time because I feel like he was absolutely rooked last week and I, and I want to see him uh, I want to see him get the top six finish especially at 12 to 1 that's a solid number for a, a driver that can get it done on a team that got a sixth place finish last week yeah love it no arguments for me here I mean like we just talked about it right it, it they're a team that they've got that upside each and every week they can perform that way didn't work out last week obviously as 
as his his motor let go early, but uh, they they continue to show up in there and continue to give you juicy numbers. And at twelve to one, this allows for some chaos to happen. Maybe he's, he can come out and qualify well, right? Cash the qualifying bet for you, gets that good starting position, has the track position, parlays that into a good race. So uh, I think that's a good call. Next up for me, Rod, going to go to my fastest lap darts. Uh, I'm going to take Shaw Leclerc at 16 to 1. Hasn't had a fastest lap yet this season, but he did have three last year. Obviously, we know he can do it. We've seen a little more speed out of those Ferraris. Ferrari wins the race last week, and, and Carlos Sainz. They were extremely fast at the Italian Grand Prix as well. So I, I like the positiveness that I've seen from them. Um, and so I'm going to put my faith in Shaw Leclerc here. The books have gotten a little a little smart to this, right? And they're realizing what we're doing here. And and uh, they they took the ass chewing when uh, when uh, was it uh, Alonzo hit hit the big one for us, right? And so the numbers have definitely come down a little. And so it's making it a little harder to to go towards the very top of the board here. But I think Leclerc at sixteen to one is a really good price. And then just because it, it, we didn't get a chance at it last week, we're gonna go for it this week. Lance Stroll, 125 to one. Uh, again, like it's funny the way they have these lined up. You get to like Piastri now since he hit a fastest lap already this season. He's dropped down to like 20 to one, and then it's just a massive cliff that it falls off after that. Um, and Stroll is the one guy under under that cliff that his teammates still up there, right? And if Alonso can lay down a fast lap, and now, I mean, what an absolute. We talked about the point situation last week, like. What an absolute disaster for Aston Martin last week where we talked about how they want to get these points and stuff. Then Stroll doesn't even start the race. Alonzo has a 3,000-minute pit stop. Like He was sitting on pit lane for so long. Cost him a good day. They've really, really fallen back in fourth place uh, to Ferrari now. And so, again, looking for every little point they can get. Maybe if Stroll has a chance to set this. Uh, I think at 125 to 1, Obviously, it is a very long shot to hit, and and don't be surprised if it doesn't hit. But the way we've seen this this fastest lap ticker happen and, and change all over the place, like that, this is where you're going to hit these types of bets. We hit it with Alonzo once already this season, um, and you see that little purple clock. It 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 moves all over, and like we talked about earlier, it, it's so hard to to narrow down who it's going to be because it's all situationally based. Maybe he. He needs a wing change late. They come in and goes and sets it, right? And that's what happened with Piastri. And I, Piastri's number had to have been somewhere close to that when he got it. So, uh, and then again, Stroll is not in uh, an Alpha Tori or, or a Williams or one of these slower cars, right? He's in an Aston Martin, which we've seen from Alonso all season. They've got the speed. So give me Stroll 125 to 1 for fastest lap. Give me Charles Leclerc at plus 1600 for the fastest lap. Well, then, I'm hoping that Leclerc puts on some tires late in the race and uh, makes his way up inside of the top three to stand on the podium next to what's probably going to end up being Max Verstappen. Um, but I want Leclerc on the podium. I like this number, plus 280. It's it's kind of a, um, I, I don't know, it, it feels like it's mispriced for Leclerc to be on the podium on this track. Uh, he did it the last time he was on it, right? He started second in 2022, finished third. Granted, he was 31 seconds behind everybody else or behind the leader, but still. Um, and then in 2019, actually, in, in a Ferrari car, he started second. That time he ended up uh, in seventh place, but again, still a lap down even in seventh place. That that was a hell of a race to uh, to do. But he was still on, uh, started second, which means he had speed, which... Ferraris always do, um, and for Leclerc, he has uh, he has enough podiums this season, I think, to make me want to do it again. Right, third at Baku, second at at, uh, at Spielberg, third in Spa, a couple of fourth place finishes in the last couple of races. I think he got rooked out of that podium finish last week, uh, especially because he did start in third place there uh, and third place at Monza as well. Not as many podiums as we're accustomed to seeing Leclerc, especially last year when it was him and and Verstappen pretty much fighting for not just the race wins, but basically you know the 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 championship all season long because Leclerc was on the podium almost about as much as Verstappen was, um, whether it was the first or the second or even the third step, Leclerc was there. Uh, but I think this is something he can get done again. 
Ah, like I said, he got robbed last week. Absolutely got robbed the week before, too. Um, so if his team doesn't screw him up, I think he's good enough for a third-place finish, especially because he did it last year uh, when he was on this track. Yeah, I again, no, no arguments from me here. Uh, I think you made a pretty solid case, and I think the number's right. I agree. Um, all right, let's go ahead again. Neither one of us have picked an Well, no, I picked an outright, but uh, I, I'm taking I a chance. You, I picked an outright as well. Oh, did you? Let me see. I did. We're, we're both going with the outrights today. Oh, all right. Then let's do it. Let's load them up. Okay. Well, just in case uh, that Lance Stroll 125 to 1 fastest lap doesn't come in, uh, I am leaning into Max Verstappen is going to win this race. I think he can get the fastest lap and win the race. Because, again, I think this is all about Verstappen wants to make a statement. Uh, this number you've not seen for a little while. This one did kind of regress a little because of the fact that the fastest laps have been harder to come by. Obviously, that's why we're still throwing the darts out there, right? This is no different if you're an NASCAR listener, right? We will give out a guy like John Hernemacek at three to one, and he's likely going to win the race, and everything points towards he's going to win the race, and it's almost Max Verstappen like at that track. Like, but just in case he doesn't, you take some insurance plays, right? You take some longer number plays. It's the same thing with the fastest lap here. Just in case the situation, because again, it's situational. You know, whatever situation ends up being, maybe it is Leclerc, maybe it is Stroll, maybe it's somebody else. But I do think Max is going to win this race. I do think he'll get the fastest lap just because he can and to prove a point. And again, pissed off Max Verstappen, somebody I want to bet on. So a minus 120 over on DraftKings. Max to get the fastest lap and win the race. Uh, I think that this is a very appropriate price. Uh, it's going to be very hard. If Max doesn't win this race, oh boy. All hell's gonna break loose because Red Bull doesn't, you know, if Red Bull doesn't win two in a row or, or Max goes two races in a row without winning, what type of world are we living in? But now I, I think that this very much is going to be a Max, a, a good old fashioned Max Verstappen ass whooping. The headlines will read: Is Red Bull over after he doesn't <laughs> win a second one? The it, fall of an F1 dynasty. Is it the end for Max Verstappen and Red Bull? <laughs> It's like two races. Dude, you just lost two races. Like, what the hell, man? Calm down. Uh, I love it. Um, all right, listen. Uh, this one for me is, I, I found the price that I liked, and that's plus 2000 uh, on Superbook. I know that it's at plus 1800 over on uh, DraftKings right now, and it probably will end up getting pounded that low uh, eventually. But if you can still find it at 20 to 1 over on Superbook, take Lewis Hamilton as an outright sprinkle, as an insurance case. Um, this time, I think I will call my shot other than taking the field because I don't think the field is a good enough bet this time. I think you do need to take uh, a, a kind of a throw at, at who's going to win this race. And if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be Lewis Hamilton. I know we talked about kind of difficult to, to look back at track history on this one because, you know, a lot of things have changed. Well, Lewis Hamilton has not necessarily changed. He has won four races in the last, what, nine, almost 10 years on this track. He has absolutely 1,000%, like we talked about, this was a, a name that the guy dominated on this track for a very long time. Uh, and then in the last two races that he's been on this, a fifth place last year, third place in 2019, the last time they came before uh, COVID. So, I mean, his average start is 3.7. His average finish is 4.4. But I think if somebody's going to win this race that's not Max Verstappen. Lewis Hamilton has so much familiarity on this track, and, and all of his wins came in a Mercedes uh, car. So it's not like he was winning in the McLaren that he was in beforehand. This was all since he, he took or he started driving for Mercedes um, and started driving that 44 car. So, again, there's familiarity. This track probably lends itself to a lot of familiarity and being able to get around it. And, to be honest with you, he's got no wins this season which, you know, only Carlos Sainz has broken up the Red Bull domination. Uh, but if, if Max is going to lose two in a row, I got to hand this one to Lewis Hamilton. Um, second place finish in, in Australia, uh, in Melbourne, second place there in uh, Catalonia, and then, uh, you know, a, a couple of third place finishes in Canada, in, in his home track at Silverstone, and then uh, in Marina Bay last week. So, you know, he got, got back on the podium after a pretty lengthy uh, spell there not being on it next step for him win a damn race literally that's what he's got left to check off on this one i mean he, he even won a race last season right he didn't get it no he didn't win a race last season uh, he <laughs> no, was close he, he was the first 
first time he hadn't won a race. That's right. He was close. But, yeah, he right. did come very close. Yeah, I, I think it's a good, again, it's a good insurance play, right? Obviously, Max likely going to win this race, but just in case he doesn't, Lewis could be the one to do it. 20 to 1, I think the price is right. 20 to 1 for a guy that's won four times on this track. It's it's kind of a misprice. So, again, I know it's tough to swallow because he hasn't done it lately, but whatever. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, all right. Get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over our bets for the Japanese Grand Prix from the Suzuka track out there in Japan. Uh, all right. It was Cody who started you out with Liam Lawson as a points finisher at plus 240. I gave you the Alpine winning qualifying team without everybody else in it. So literally it's just Alpine. So they're going to win because that's the only team left uh, at plus 190. Uh, and then Cody gave you the winning margin over 10 seconds at minus 120 on DraftKings. I gave you Esteban Ocon as a top six finisher at 12 to 1. Cody's throwing out his fast lap darts with Leclerc at 16 to 1 and Stroll once again at 125 to 1. I'm saying Leclerc going to finish on the podium for you at plus 280. Cody's going to take you to Max Verstappen to win this race and turn the fastest lap at minus 120. I said my insurance, insert insurance company of choice play of the week is Lewis Hamilton, 20 to 1 over on Superbook. I just want to find out real quick if that's still the number that he's at because I would hate for it to go to have gone down live as we're doing this and then, you know, I'm going to have to tell you it's wrong. Uh, yep, Hamilton's still 20 to 1. So grab that while it's still there if you believe in Lewis. Well, Cody... Again, it's a late night for you, or if you want an early morning to watch any of this. For me, it's just a nice little Thursday evening uh, watch in the park. There you go. Yep. So, uh, it's going to be an exciting one. It will be an exciting one. Again, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is, this is a track that's uh, provided a lot of action and excitement over the years, uh, and I can't wait to, to uh, see it again. So, All right. Let's put this one in the books, Cody. Let's uh, turn it over to everybody to start filling out their betting cards. But in the meantime... Remind everyone where they can find you on social media. Yep. Follow me over on X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast as well. Got a full week, week week's worth of shows up over there. And uh, been having a lot, a lot, a lot of success over there as well lately. Yeah. And it's not stopped. <laughs> I mean, that's the good thing. Been hitting outrights over there. Been hitting some pretty uh, good long shots along the way. So, uh, yeah, make sure you're joining us. And if you're listening to this in the NASCAR Gambling Podcast feed, thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks for keeping this show uh, among the rising stars in the network. Uh, a lot of fun that we've been able to have. We're about to branch out even more, I think, over the next couple, uh, couple of... During the offseason, we've got a lot of plans to make for, for these shows. So uh, stay tuned. Exciting things on the up. I'm on X at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, NASCAR Gambling Podcast, of course, in between media where I talk a little NASCAR with Seth and Elliot as well, and all my work on Sportsbook Review and Fast Money. We'll have some Fast Money parlays for you on Friday. So we'll see you next week to recap Japan, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll probably recap and talk a little more about what's coming up around the bend. So until then, everyone, let's go racing and let it ride.